Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Final Siren podcast. Today, I'm your host, Peter Williams, Draft Central Chief Editor, and I'm joined by Michael Alvaro, Draft Editor of Draft Central. Uh, welcome aboard, Michael. Thanks, Pete. Good to be back in the expert seat, if you can call it that today. We are very keen to get stuck into this special edition. Absolutely. So today, uh, it's uh, in response to the power rankings that dropped on Monday night. So the top 20 five AFL draft prospects, obviously, in your opinion, uh, plenty floating around, but you've obviously uh, put them together and uh, worked out which players you think uh, you rate personally. Of course, we, for anyone listening at home for power rankings, it doesn't take into account where club selections are or anything like that. Uh, it's just purely on uh, where Michael thinks their ability lies. Uh, and I guess, personally, we'll, today we'll be taking you through some th- key themes on the list including looking at some of the fresh faces that have maybe made their way into the 25. There's been a bit of change around um, before fielding some of the questions that you asked through Instagram. So exciting time. But uh, first off, Michael, I guess, um, what was it like sort of putting this together? Obviously, it's the third one sort of for this year that you've been able to put together. How how difficult or what sort of process is it that, uh, you know, was it like for this round or for this uh, month's? Yeah, pretty stressful, mate, as you'd know, Um, coming off a a women's season as well for you um, and doing it for the years beforehand. um, You know what it's all about, but um, it's just so even. Um, I I feel like sort of um, with the the last selection, I had about, you know, 10, 15 players who I I could have put in there, um, which is pretty rare. But I feel like the the top end sort of shaping up nicely and and there's a few prospects who may even um, get into that top 10 as as the year goes on. But um, there's so many injuries and and other things to sort of, you know, take into account at the moment. So uh, pretty uh, stressful and tricky time. Yeah, for sure. So today we've got a few hot topics that we've sort of come up with. Uh, based on what Michael's done with his rankings. And then we're going to take the questions that we received over the last 24 hours from Instagram. Of course, they were released at 8 p.m. last night, the rankings. So uh, we'll start off, obviously, right at the top. Uh, there's been a change in the top two. Uh, Collingwood father-son Nick Dacos has now grabbed top spot, I guess, if you like, pole position off Jason Horn uh, out of South Adelaide in South Australia. So uh, obviously that's a new number one, which is uh, rare in these kind of rankings uh, often. Uh, So give us a bit of an insight into why you've made that decision. Yeah, I finally folded on it and um, followed the pack and put Dacos number one. I think, um, you know, those two prospects have been one and two and and pretty far away as the best two prospects in the land um, for this year. And Dacos proved his worth straight away. I mean, on debut for Oakley, he was outstanding. Um, I think he's sort of just getting to the level now where his consistency and level of output is just undeniable. And you sort of look towards some of the other number one picks in the past, guys like Sam Walsh, Matt Rao, who just put up ridiculous numbers. And, you know, others were so keen to point out, you know, where they may uh, fall short and, and just nitpick something out of their game. But it's, it's almost impossible. You know, someone like Dacos is so well-rounded. And so is Horn. He's, he's probably got a bit more uh, damage to him. He's more explosive and can roll forward as well. Um, different kinds of players. But I feel like Dacos is just sort of undeniable at this point. That's uh, from Michael Alvaro, uh, draft editor at Draft Central, talking about his power ranking. So we're going to move on to the next sort of hot topic we've got. Uh, there's been three players that have entered the top 10. We'll sort of run through the ones that we sort of had around. Uh, the top five, rounding them out, Finn Callahan, Sam Darcy, and Ben Hobbs. Now, Hobbs has made a bit of a move up. The others were fairly similar in the top 10 
recently with Callahan making that move ahead. Uh, Darcy was there before. Um, obviously, Mac Andrew uh, in at number six is the first sort of big mover uh, into that top 10. Melbourne NGA, although if he goes that high uh, for those at home, he won't end up there because there's no uh, being able to match uh, bids inside the top 20. Uh, and then there's also Josh Ward out of the Northern Knights and Neil Erasmus out of Subiaco as well. So there's three that have entered the top 10. What was your thinking behind those three players? Yeah, I was pretty keen to get Mac Andrew into the top 10 after seeing his return with Vic Country last month. And I mean, he was outstanding. He um, almost sort of outshone Sam Darcy in terms of the tools of field in that game. And, um, you know, we all know how highly touted Sam Darcy is at number four currently um, in my rankings and pretty unanim- unanimously, excuse me, um, in the top uh, sort of five. So Mac Andrews pretty close to that range as well. I've got him at number six and he's got unbelievable athleticism. He can outjump pretty much anyone and he might be a bit raw and, and things like that, but um, his upside's enormous. So um, yeah, I was really keen to get him all the way up to number six. And the other two you mentioned there are guys who have really benefited from just being able to get on the park and show um, good extended form. So Josh Ward um, has been in tremendous form um, for the last month for Northern and Vic Metro and obviously skipped that Metro side last month. And Neil Erasmus returning from injury, um, he had about a month away, but, uh, you know, sort of right back on the bike with Western Australia in those trial games against select um, East Perth and Perth teams. So he's uh, undeniable as well, finds plenty of the ball. Um, you know, it looks like he hasn't missed a beat really. And they're not, I guess, the flashy types you might see in midfielders um, sometimes that might creep into these top 10 calculations but they're so consistent and reliable and um, you know Neil Erasmus is a bit taller Josh Ward just tenacious at the contest and um, yeah I was just really happy to get them uh, up into those high rankings and reward them for their efforts. Glad you're pleased with your own effort there. Um, there's a few casualty uh, players you mentioned getting on the park. So, um, and there's a few that are from the same team. We've got Finn Callahan, Josh Sin, and, and just recently Campbell Chester, another one from Sandy, uh, who I like to call the Holy Trinity, is the uh, the three top ones for Sandy. And and then you've got Tyler Sonzi as well from Eastern Rangers, another top pick who's sort of been out. Uh, and then South Adelaide with Matty Roberts and Arlo Draper. Uh, and these are all sort of the top, I guess, 16, including Chesser, that have been uh, out injured at some point or are now injured. So um, what kind of uh, impact does that have on your power rankings? Yeah, it's pretty big. I mean... It, it really depends. Guys like Sonzi, Sin, um, they they probably have been touted as top five prospects coming into the year, but um, they're injured now and previously they probably haven't um, hit their best um, consistently enough, so they're sliding a, a little bit for me. Um, Matthew Roberts is unlucky. He's um, probably one who will fit around that maybe 6 to 12 range. He's at 12 at the moment, but um, you know he's yet to get back to action. And Arlo Draper could be one to rise once he gets back on the park. He's been in tremendous form at under-18s level, has plenty about him. And um, you know we, we do hear that both Adelaide clubs are, are into him, so he might sort of rise up the order there in terms uh, of the draft sense. Um, so yeah, it has plenty of say in, in how these prospects are ranked. And if you don't have the opportunity to play, you don't have the opportunity to... Um, impress I guess and um, that wasn't the case obviously last year we didn't see any Victorians but um, you know we had to crystal ball a bit more and that sort of comes into it when these guys are off the park as well. 
Yeah, definitely. And obviously, there's a few new faces that come into the 25 each week uh, or each month, I should say, that there's players that come in, go out, depending on form. Maybe there's injuries in the lower end and, and whatnot. Now, you've got um, Jai Miss out of the WA group, and then you've got a trio of Vic Country players, which is good to see. Um, we've got Tom Brown, uh, obviously no E. Um, there is a Brown in in the yeah. top 25 in, in Josh Brown, but this is Tom Brown without an E out of Murray. Uh, Sam Butler, the clever little small forward out of GWV Rebels, and of course Judson Clark, who's enjoyed uh, a good season with the Dandenong Stingrays uh, entering the 25. So very different players. Give us a bit of a rundown into that, I guess, quartet and what they've done to earn their spots in the top 25. Yeah, it's a pretty eye-catching crop, if I can get that one out properly. Jai Amis at the top there, number 17 coming in, and um, I mean, he's just been or number 19, excuse me, he's been pretty undeniable as well, leading goal kicker out of the Waffle Colts. And um, you're going to hear plenty of puns sort of regarding his name, given how accurate he is in front of goal, um, you know, rarely misses, things like that. So I think he's kicked something like 41 goals and 10 behinds this season. So, yeah, been in ridiculous form, continued that for the state under-19 side as well. Tom Brown, uh, he's one who might quickly rise, obviously a, a run-and-gun sort of halfback who has really good intercept marking quality and uh, his father played for Geelong didn't quite get to 100 games though so uh, he's not eligible to be a father-son but he's been in ripping form Uh, Sam Butler another one who's been injured uh, alongside Brown uh, of late Um, but he he made his return through the NAB league recently and he's got really clean hands and um, can play midfield and forward uh, a bit like his brother Dan Uh, and Judson Clark rounds out the top 25 there as uh, the fourth unranked player previously and He's just a really clever small who, um, yeah, has a really sharp left foot and really good skills, evasion and, and speed. So one who catches the eye, he certainly did that a couple months ago with five goals uh, in one of the Vic uh, country trial games. So, yeah, very impressive sort of prospect there. few family ties across the board from that group with, as you mentioned, Sam, uh, Butler's brother Dan at St Kilda and obviously Tom Brown is the brother of Millie Brown at Geelong AFLW. So um, the next thing we'll sort of have a look at is uh, potentially, as you've sort of alluded to, the evenness of the pool. Um, you mentioned off the top that there were probably 10 players going for the 25 spot. Who were some of those names and um, what, I guess, made you pick Clark over those players? Yeah, well, Clark, I mean, you look at sort of performance at the highest level possible and Clark did that during the trial games. He was outstanding there and he was pretty handy um, in the real deal, Vic Country versus Vic Metro uh, Championships opener. So he earned his spot there and has always been in good form for Dandenong really throughout the year, just sort of shows glimpses of um, really nice traits. But yeah, as I said, there's so many uh, plays in the mix and and even more than those um, who weren't mentioned at the bottom of the Power Rankings article this uh, this month. So, I mean, guys like Nasai Wanganee-Miller, um, Jace Burgoyne uh, out of South Australia, Lewis Rayson, uh, Hugh Jackson, Cooper Murley, they're all players who have been around the mark. Um, you look over at Western Australia, Corey Warner and Jesse Motlop recently made their league debuts. Jacob Ren Ruin uh, has been in the rankings previously with Rhett Bazo as two talls um, who have recently slid out. And then in Victoria, I mean, there's so many. Zach Taylor and Jake Salego are small midfielders. Um, Connor McDonald as well, who you know have no trouble finding the ball and stand out pretty consistently in each game. Um, and then someone like Mitch Nevitt, obviously a big-bodied type, and Blake Howes, an, an athletic wingman who's 
been in the rankings and um, Yusuf Dib as well has been a standout from Oakley, um, you know, when guys like Sam Darcy and Nick Dacos aren't in the side. So there's so many really uh, to touch on who are close or, you know, just tempting and might be around the market. just depends on, I guess, the next point that you might bring up, Pete, um, you know, whether we, we're going to be able to see them at a national championship setting. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll do the throwing around here, but yeah, the absence of a national championship. Obviously, it's a key point there that um, right now, as it stands, we haven't really had one that um, you know where the teams go against each other. Aside from obviously the Vic teams, um, we enjoy going to Queensland each year, catching a bit of sun, and being able to watch the best prospects running around um, for the under 16s or now under 17s, and they usually play, you know, the odd game for the under 19s, and obviously there's also the ones where they come to Victoria, play a couple there, and they have the ones uh, interstate from a Victorian perspective, so obviously in South Australia, WA, occasionally ones in Queensland or Tassie, but um, there hasn't been one yet, there's hope that there will be um, at some point, uh, they just keep delaying the game, so what impact does that have on some players, uh, particularly those, I guess, that really need it to sort of um, boost their stocks to prove that they can um, compete with the ones that already have those runs on the board? Yeah, it's really tough because, I mean, we do have, um, you know, we've seen Vic Country and Vic Metro go head-to-head three times um, in different senses. And, you know, we've seen the WA crop get together. The SA has had a trial game as well. Um, so there there are little tidbits to, to get off, but being able to sort of perform against uh, players who aren't in your own pool, um, you know, is really important. And there are players who have been dominating under 18s level and you'd want to see them sort of make the step up to league level or even reserves um, if you're in South Australia or uh, Western Australia. But sometimes that opportunity doesn't present. So being able to perform on a national sort of showcase level um, is really important for some of those guys vying for you know the, that 25th spot essentially um, and even higher so usually it's it's the type of game that really elevates some players and it's the same when we crack into finals which is coming up for a lot of these competitions too so um, yeah it's just we've been waiting I guess for a long time usually it's around sort of July where we have those national championships and we're all missing it because we didn't get any last year either. We got those all-star games, which are pretty handy. But, um, you know, this is the, the real deal, the holy grail and, and what we want to see. And, um, yeah, it's where the best of the best really stand up. Definitely. So they are all the key topics from our discussion in regards to uh, Michael Alvaro, draft editor of Draft Central's power rankings, which dropped on Monday night. So we're going to go to a short break and be back to answer your questions from Instagram. Welcome back to the Final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central. Uh, this is the Power Rankings discussion, the August Power Rankings, which dropped on Monday night. Of course, I'm your host, Peter Williams, Chief Editor of Draft Central, and here with the, the man of the moment who dropped those Power Rankings, uh, Michael Alvaro. So, Michael, what we're going to do now is uh, we put the call out on Instagram to answer questions uh, or ask questions, I should say, and we'll answer them uh, as best we can. Uh, most of them... Uh, from you know supporters fans family friends asking about certain players usually questioning your ability um so we're going to now find out uh, put you in the hot seat to uh ask you some questions as to um why you've rated players certain ways or haven't rated other players or where they might be and that kind of thing so we'll kick it off with a question from lily uh how do you decide on the draft ranking is it stats thanks for your question lily um 
to put it short, it, it isn't just stats. Um, of course, there are some articles go which go around um, around the country which sort of rank players purely on um, their ranking points and things like that, and, and they've got their place. But um, our rankings are, are really just based on opinion. Um, so, you know, uh, me and the team, and Pete included, go out and, and watch these players on a weekly basis and, um, you know, scout them out. And, and whoever impresses, that that's who we're going to rank. Um and, and watching them consistently through the year, that's how we decide whether they go up and down and, you know, revisiting vision and things like that. Um, yeah, it, that that's the sort of way that, that we rank them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple, really, um, just watching them play and, and seeing who we think is the best. Uh, that's uh, all there is to it. Yep, so just opinion-based, so he's right, everyone else is wrong. Um, (laughs) You're putting words in my mouth. (laughs) No, no, but all seriousness, uh, yeah, it it changes from uh, person to person, really, so everyone will have something different, which makes it so exciting. And then at the end of the day, it's always good to see how they go on draft night. So the next question came from Tom. Uh, Where is Mac Andrews' best position? Uh, Could you see him developing into a gun forward? Yeah, it's a really good question from Tom, Um, and... One which, yeah, probably needs a little bit more exposure to to find out for sure. He's definitely got a lot of versatility. So in uh, the academy game from memory against Geelong VFL, um, Andrew, I think, started defense. He played up forward and then was unreal in the ruck. And I think the ruck's probably where he best shows his quality traits. You know, he's obviously a freak athlete and and leaps beautifully at the ball um, and is pretty clever around it as well. Really clean hands. Um, He's able to get up and down the ground pretty well too. So, um, you know, you don't want to sort of quell his versatility, but I do think he is best suited as a ruck. Uh, He has been playing forward upon his return a little bit more for Dandenong as well. But I mean, he can play on each line. So um, yeah, to answer your question, ruck, but yeah, you don't want to um, sort of take away his, his versatility. Okay, so the next uh, load of questions is uh, just asking you where certain players might be. So the first one off the rank is Mitch Owens. Where is he in your rankings? Yeah, he's another one who's close. I think he and uh, fellow St Kilda NGA prospect um, Marcus Winhager have really accelerated to be around that top 30 mark. Um you know, they both represented Vic Metro and, and Owens was a lady-in. And, yeah, they, they played really well. I think Owens was really impressive on the weekend as well for Sandringham. So, um, you know, when they're cracking the midfield in that team and um, and getting plenty of the ball, they're doing really well. So expect them to, to rise a little bit and, yeah, keen to see a bit more of them. And uh, the SA, SA boys, I should say, are getting around each other in the next set of questions. Uh, Brody Edwards, Blaine O'Loughlin are asking, where's Jace Burgoyne? Yeah, well, good to see them um, sticking up for their mate, Jace Burgoyne, obviously um, a Port Adelaide father-son who we mentioned a little earlier. And yeah, he's he's one who's just such a natural footballer. He's a little bit, you know, raw and, and skinny, but finds plenty of the ball and has good skills. I thought he was really impressive in the recent trial game. So um, I think at the start of the year, he was one or at the end of last year, we, we sort of named him in that 21 to watch in 2021. And um, yeah, he's certainly one that we're, watching pretty keenly is just outside of that 25 range at the moment and of course it's good for him to hear that because he asked the next question uh, about where Blaine O'Loughlin uh, Isaiah Dudley and Wayne Green Malira uh, from SA are ranked where do you have those trio of South Australians yeah it's a little bit similar and the first two um, who've been questioned there uh, Blaine O'Loughlin and Isaiah Dudley obviously a, a club link to Adelaide as well so they're part of the NGA program and really crafty small players um, you know, I see them 
you know, I rank them pretty highly. I think they've obviously got um, the fallback that they are, Club Linton, Wanganeem Miller. Um, we mentioned the trial game from SA. He was probably the standout um, of anyone there with his clean skills and just composure on the ball in what was you know pretty horrendous conditions. So um, I think Wanganeem Miller um, would be thereabouts the most of those three. Um, but yeah, Burgoyne, O'Loughlin, Dudley, they're all club linked. And um, yeah, you'd think that those clubs, Port and Adelaide, uh, are going to be looking at them very, very closely. Moving on to the next question from uh, Max Taylor and Luke Williams. Uh, what are your thoughts on Zach Taylor? Is he making his way into draft calculations? Yeah, well, he's our draft central Nabley player of the week um, from the most recent round, Zach Taylor. So certainly is, and he's been in a ridiculous run of form, averaging well over 30 touches in his last three Nabley games and uh, was really good in the midfield for Vic Metro in their championships dig. So, um, yeah, he's a really crafty type. And I think Max Taylor is actually back again there asking about uh, his namesake in Zach. So... Good on you, Max. Thanks for your question. Uh, we're certainly looking at the Calder Cannons midfielder, and um, yeah, he's one who might well climb into that 25th spot if he keeps up his form. Uh, from Summer Trim, where is Connor McDonald? I believe a, a good footballer in her own right, Summer Trim Pete. You might know a bit about her, but Connor McDonald's certainly one who I think we have mentioned already as well. Um, he's definitely around the mark. Uh, you know, sounds like I'm repeating myself, but um, yeah, he was pretty good in that. Vic Country game against Metro uh, through midfield, finds the ball plenty. It's probably just more uh, a case of whether he can execute his skills more consistently. Um, but, you know, you can hit the scoreboard up forward and has a bit about him too. Lots of footballers asking about other footballers in this. Uh, up next is Cooper. What's the news on Luke Nankovis? Yeah, the Nank. Nankovis, um, Nankervis, however you want to say it, Pete. Um, I don't know what the news is on him, but um, he's a good player. He's still playing out there with the Dragons in the NAB League and, um, you know, putting out a pretty consistent sort of performance level. Um, he's been moved from that half-forward flank up to the wing and then into the middle recently. So it's exciting to see that development from him and obviously in a pretty stacked sort of team usually, the top of the ladder side. Um, yeah, he's faring really well and uh, has a few traits, particularly his athleticism and his upside that clubs might like. And uh, we got a question, obviously, on Instagram. We only go to the top 20 with the graphic, and uh, this might be the reason for this question. Uh, Judson Clark prediction, where we've sort of, uh, you know, discussed a little earlier, but uh, obviously he's made his way in there. Yeah, well, uh, Nathan, thanks for your question, mate. Obviously, you haven't clicked the link in bio, but um, he, he is number 25, Judson Clark. He uh, was unranked previously. We do see a bit in him, so... Snuck him in and uh, just made sure he put his name out there a little bit because he uh, he has a bit about him. And Kayleen asked, Western Jets prospects? Well, the one I like out of Western Jets probably the most at the moment is Paul Curtis. I think he's sort of coming into that, um, the back of the second round sort of range. Uh, really clean kind of small forward who um, had a bit of a run early in uh, the past weekend's game or I think it was on Friday night, he played against Geelong Falcons, um, played a little bit in midfield, uh, but yeah, certainly more comfortable as a small forward, just really crafty and clean. And I liked his game most recently, he sort of brought others into it um, and really got creative forward to centre. So he's one I'm watching from the Jets. They've also got obviously Liam Conway, uh, Cody Rock, a top ager who's one to watch. He's had a bit of VFL experience as well. So a few good prospects out of the Jets this year. 
Uh, and then one from someone who's probably got a stake in the claim here. Uh, Riley Sanders is asking the best Tassie prospects. Yeah, well, you talk about players asking about other players. Um, Riley Sanders is actually one of the good prospects out of Tassie. But no, I think Sam Banks is a standout and, and has been for a few years now. Um, in, certainly in terms of a draft sense, uh, he's got a few traits that clubs might like. He's pretty athletic. He works really hard. And coming off an injury this year, um, yeah, he's definitely sort of been up against it to get back into that devil's side and, and impact sort of straight away. And coming up against some stiff opposition against Sandringham, he was okay. You know, running out of defense, he's got a good bit of speed and likes to repeat run and chain his possessions and use his skill by foot. So... Yeah, a bit about Sam Banks. I think he's uh, probably their top prospect at the moment. Um, but as we've seen in that recent uh, intra-club game, I guess, of sorts down in Tassie, there's a few uh, coming up from the under-17s crop as well. For sure. So that pretty much wraps up our Power Rankings edition. Uh, here with draft editor of Draft Central, Michael Alvaro. Michael, thanks for joining us and sharing some thoughts on your Power Rankings. No, it was good to be here, Pete. Thanks for coming on again and uh, taking over in the host seat for me. Yep, uh, not a problem at all. This was a lot of fun. So make sure you stay tuned to our site and socials for more content. Uh, obviously, we are watching the players. So if you want to know more, feel free to ask any questions, how they've been playing. We've got them covered. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Draft Central Oz. Uh, Draft Central AUS uh, and we've got a YouTube channel of course too plenty of good content going up there both uh, men's and women's football content so that's really exciting uh, so until next time make sure you're following us and check out draftcentral.com.au uh, and we'll catch you next time on the Final Siren Podcast Final Siren Podcast